salute you gentlemen. Welcome to Adam's Cave. Of course, you always say this is a place where you recognize your armory and understand the badge that you carry, the badge of honor. But we never forget the resident grace of the Almighty God. This is Adam's Cave and it's always a joy to have you. And we always allow our eaves to eavesdrop. Why? Because these are the towers of our strength. They're the spring of encouragement and, and these are the women and ladies that give us the joy to have another day. I'm your host, Kesey Jackie It's always my joy to have you just come in in the cave and have a great conversation. Our lines of engagement are two. Number one is Hope TV is 0708-222-323. And if you're looking, watch, listening in on LPFM is 0717-400-555. Let me take that again for listeners. 0717 400555 or SMS line 20933 or comment section on Hope TV or Hope FM YouTube pages. So if you're technical savvy, happy to do that. We mentioned last week uh, an introduction that our director Eunice Maina gave us, a very interesting Nigerian gospel artist who, is, who sang an amazing song called Obinigwe. Obinigwe. And in that song, he talked about the greatness of God. And the love of God. And he asked a question which we asked last week. What did I do after I do? And we, today we want to move from that story of what did I do to this week we want to say, then after I do, how do I move forward? So we are saying that that could be a fragrance. And that could be a story of those people who have walked to the altar and said I would do. And things have gone so well. You remember the day you got married, just looking at your bride, looking so beautiful and flawless. But after you said I do, there was something more. So I want to ask a question today. After I do. After I do. So it's my joy to bring again Reverend to help us last week to, to help us understand and unpack this conversation. After I do, how do I move forward? So our, our guest today is a man, he's a fluent speaker of his native language who just speaks in radio with very deep humor. And he's also a senior pastor at Sitam Athiriva. And I want to really welcome him on board. Welcome back, Reverend. Thank you so much. Yes, it yes. was great to talk about last week about right. the things that you gave us. It gave us an interesting foundation Very on true. what we need to do to prepare for marriage. That is true. So, because I think we discussed Reverend and mm. said, when you reach a point of after getting married, you ask, what did I do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be a good story. It could be it, an interesting story. Right, but right. I think you can help us. Yeah, and I remember we talked about uh, some things that you need to do that act as your foundation. Yes. And uh, I was introducing the viewers to the very books that I have even today mm -hmm. that helps us in SITAM okay. to prepare couples who are getting married, mm -hmm. but also those who have gotten married but they didn't have an opportunity to have somebody walk with them, cancel them. And you also give them a tailor-made, uh, you know, lessons that can help them build uh, their relationship strong. And uh, we looked at uh, just, just touching uh, as an intro last week. We talked about uh, that people come into marriage. We normally help them to realize that it is they are entering into permanence yes. or a permanent marriage. Mm -hmm. And uh, it cannot be taken rightly because mm -hmm. there are times people come in a hurry and all that. So there is also the whole issue of being uh, understanding that this is sacred thing. It's mm -hmm. a sacred act. And uh, we can we normally say that marriage is God's idea. Mm. And then we also talked about uh, the whole issue of intimacy. Intimacy. That we are coming prepared to be intimate, you know, 
to your wife, to your husband, and it's your responsibility. And many times we want to blame the other person as the one responsible for your marriage to be boring, whatever you want to, you, to say. But it is our duty to make sure that uh, we are doing our part. And I think that's what we stressed last week. Yes. And uh, I just mentioned in passing the whole issue of that marriage also requires to be mutual to one another. When you talk about maturity, we are talking about uh, having, you know, a positive feeling towards one another. And so we are called to make sure that uh, we keep our marriage mutual. And, and that would necessitate even the whole issue of, of forgiveness and restoration because mistakes could be there, but we make sure that we come back quickly before allowing the enemy to have a foothold. I think it is Paul telling the Ephesians that uh, before the sun does what? Go before down. the sun goes down, mm. if you have quarreled, if you have uh, disagreed, that you should make your ways, that you should be willing to forgive one another, to let it go, don't sleep in anger, you know? And that can, can uh, sound very uh, harassing. If you're talking about don't sleep in anger, and the, our viewers can tell you there are times they stay for a week. Yes, especially called kneel by mouth. Kneel by mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to do something about the maturity. Mm. We also talked about exclusiveness. Mm. And when you talk about exclusiveness, you are saying that um, marriage is not only permanent, sacred, intimate, and mutual, it is also exclusive. In other words, no other human to interrupt with your relationship. Jesus said, even looking at somebody lustfully, you interfere with that exclusiveness. So <laughs> we are mindful, but when we know this, it is not a punishment. Of course, I mentioned in passing last week that um, marriage is a covenant. Yes. Yeah, it's a covenant mm -hmm. where God claimed in the book of Malachi that actually he's a witness. It's not just the judge. It's not that just the, the pastor who is telling you, sign here, sign here. The Lord claimed in Malachi chapter 2, 13 to 14, mm -hmm. I am the witness of any person coming together. And, uh, and uh, he, he, he really rebukes men, mm -hmm. tells them, them to be faithful to the marriage partner you know, yes. uh, of their youth. So it's very heavy on us as a man and that uh, the Lord relies on us to keep the marriage. Reverend, thank you so much. I know you've laid very amazing things. Yes. And I'm sure some Adams are saying, you know, Reverend, you can say that. Right. Reverend Ken, things are working for you. You can talk about permanence. You can talk about intimacy. <laughs> you can talk about exclusivity. You can talk about all these amazing things. Mm -hmm. But where they are sitting right now, <clears throat> one Adam is saying, just beginning one, Mm -hmm. Permanence, mm. they're struggling because already in the first one year, even less than one year, maybe two years, mm. they can see the marriage is shaking. That's it. Help, help them. How can they stabilize that boat? It's already shaking. It's, it's already, already two years. What happens, <laughs> what happens mm. when your car is shaking? Mm -hmm. What do you do? Take it to the garage. To garage, right. Yes. Mm. So sometimes some of the problems that we face is actually as a result of our pride. Mm -hmm. and our arrogance. We have enough mechanics mm -hmm. and doctors to fix our marriages, but we are not willing to share. So for that young man, or whether you are old and you are realizing 
that things are not moving in the right direction, mm. sometimes it just calls someone. You invite someone or even another couple and uh, you just talk freely and say, in our marriage or in our families, we have been experiencing this. Mm. Is it normal, friends? Do you go through these things, I'm an assistant? Mm -hmm. You know, those yes. questions, eh? Mm. Don't make it even too official. No. You know, just the way you talk of a, a meal, you know, a fireplace, a place like this, just talk freely. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed because people have solutions. Where you are today, I was there yesterday. And I overcame. And you don't have to go through the hell I went through for you to keep the experience. You can learn from my mistake. You can learn by, you know, the secrets I learned or maybe where I got uh, help from. And it's, it's about referring one another to where you can find help. So I want to say number one, challenges of, uh, that threatens our permanence are actually not big challenges. There are things that have happened to other people. They resolved them. All marriages faces the same thing, the same threats. Mm. Talk of finances, because this world, now everything is finance. Talk about uh, matters of uh, faithfulness. There's no marriage that is not threatened, mm. you know? And uh, calling us to be true and faithful to our spouse, you know, Talk about the pride and the arrogance that we don't want to listen to one another. Mm. There are more than a thousand couples mm. who have gone through that until they realize and they vow to one another, from this day, I'm committed to you. Mm. And you can follow their pattern, right? The other thing, mm. of course, mm. we have counselors. If you don't want to, to hear from your colleagues, they are counselors. Mm. Yeah, and sometimes we are so mean with our lives than we are to our own vehicles. How much an average cost of a mechanic, mm. even if it is changing above and all that, at least between 1,000 and 2,000, yes. mm. right? And because it's your car being fixed, you don't have a problem. Mm. If I call you to see a counselor and the counselor charges you 2,000 or 3,000, you find not many people are willing. Mm. They don't want to invest in their relationship. Yet we have excellent counselors. Right here, where we are in uh, Sitam Valley Road, we have counselors. Some are PhD holders, master's holders. And they are here, they are willing to help us. Even to for make free. Sure, yeah? Even for free. Even for free, yeah. exactly. The mm. church is paying for it. Mm. Yeah? Even Hope FM. Yeah? You are contributing to, towards it. So we, we need to swallow our pride and realize you are not the first one. And especially men. Mm. Men need to know that you're not the first one to get married. Mm -hmm. Adam was there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we need to remind men that Adam's father-in-law mm. was God. Oh, that's amazing. Aunt. Yes. Yes. He, he was married before we were married. Mm. So there's nothing special. Mm. I know many of us, like uh, preachers, we tend to introduce our wives this way. And I got married to the most beautiful woman. You know, we <laughs> lie to them that's the most. And the, the congregation can see. Aye, uh, yeah. Pastor. Uh, but, uh, Even <laughs> mine is better than yours. 
That's true. So, but there's this pride in every man mm. that I have the best. I don't need help from anyone else. Yes. So we, what we are saying is that we need each other. And whatever you are going through, others have experienced in the past. Mm. And you can learn from them, right? And of course, a trading now like this, we have tailor-made uh, classrooms. You don't have to wait for a problem mm. for it to be fixed. If you are aware of it, then you can be can a be better helped. person. Of course, mm. we also want to encourage people to pray together. Yes. You know, prayer is like planning. Mm -hmm. Every time you pray, is like planning. It's like, uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, implementing your strategic plan. Why? Because it is in prayer that you remind each other where you are coming from and the threats that we have, oh Lord, you see these challenges we are having. <laughs> Lord, you know we want to go there. You see, <laughs> every time you are praying together, prayer has a way of putting marriage together. Wow. I am telling you, that phrase that we see in many homes, mm. that the family that prays together, prays together, does stays what? Together. They stay together. Yes. It is very true. One of the things that amazed me when I got married as a young person is how the scripture could predict our problem. <laughs> it used to amaze me. Alexander. We quarrel with my wife. Yes. And within three days, mm. in our devotion, it tackles <laughs> And we look at each other. Kwani kuna mtu aliambia scriptures, what we are going through. There is a way the scripture is made by God mm. that it addresses our problems. You may say we are going to look at the book of John. Or maybe we Google. We have so many uh, devotional materials. Somehow you find those materials have fitted your life. Day three or day two. Even sometimes what you are having this morning, maybe you are worried about something in the morning. As you call people for the devotion, Hiya, I wish we read this in the morning. Because whatever you are wondering in the morning, it was actually in the devotion. Mm -hmm. God has addressed it. So we would also want to encourage uh, couples mm. to have that devotion. Raise an altar mm. in your family. And as you continue looking at the word of God, as you continue hearing the voice of the servants of God, as you pray together, you realize that God will be seen. God will manifest his presence in our marriage. Because that is the priority. Marriage is the priority for God. Mm -hmm. Why am I saying this? He told Abraham, through you, all the marriages, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. He didn't talk about governments. No. He didn't talk about the county. Mm. <laughs> he talked about the families of the earth shall be blessed through the seed of Abraham. And who was this seed? Jesus Christ. Wow. Right? Mm. So when you're talking about the biblical Christian foundation, it is in Christ that we will be able to be strengthened and some of these uh, teething issues that will be met even through devotion. Wow. Powerful. I recommend that. Ah, thank yes, you. Everybody. You really yes. made me laugh about that. Yes. About the outer scriptures. Just come out of the Bible and speak to your face. Exactly. There's something you touch about intimacy. Mm -hmm. How do you keep the fire burning? I know when, they, when, when young people come to to your office, they can't even stop holding each other's hands. Yes. And later you meet them, they're not even holding us anymore. Uh, How yeah. do you keep that fire burning? <laughs> so that uh, it just keeps on. 
the, the funny thing about fire, yeah. it doesn't matter the amount of mm-hmm. firewood. Mm. Those firewood has a danger of one day <laughs> getting <laughs> finished. Yes. So it doesn't matter yes, the amount of fire. Mm. It could be 10 tons firewood. Yes. It could be one ton. It could be few sticks. Right? That's not a gadget, Reverend. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that fire, mm. one time, it will die out. Die out. And uh, I don't want to make it uh, look so spiritual, mm. but you remember God speaking to Moses and telling uh, the priest that tell the priest to make sure that the fire doesn't go out. Doesn't go out. Mm. It, it must be kept burning. burning. What were the instructions? The sacred, because God still gave them, it is in the Leviticus. Mm. He told them, for it to continue burning, you have to remove ah. the ash. All the ash must be removed. And then number two, arrange the firewood. Oh. Not just throwing. Yeah. Just arrange them in a manner that you know, if I put this on top of the other, then the fire can burn. And if this one is finished, I'm able to pick it again and arrange it again. That is a secret mm. of keeping the fire burning. That there is always some ash that accumulates. And the Bible says, remove the ashes. Mm. So maybe the question we can ask ourselves, what gets accumulated like ash in our relationships? Ooh, powerful, Reverend. For us to remove because if you don't remove, remove the ashes, it, it takes the place even for oxygen. You see, yes. for the fire to burn, we need that air flow. Mm-hmm. In the free air flowing into the wood and all that to keep the fire, the oxygen mm-hmm. is needed. But when it is full of that ash, then there is no that free air moving inside. Mm-hmm. It is suffocated. Mm-hmm. And then the fire, thus the fire dies out. Wow. So what are these issues that are suffocating our relationships? Mm. And every couple, without lying, can tell you. Mm. Number one, somebody may say, he never keep the promise. We agreed that this from beginning last month that we'll start doing A, B, C. I did my part. He refused to. Do his part. Do his part. Mm. That could be the thing that is suffocating. It could be the ash. And the Bible says, don't make, you know, a big thing, an elephant out of it. Just remove it. How do you remove it? By coming and saying, honey, I am sorry. I am the cause of this. We agreed we are going to do A, B, C. But I failed my part. Kaidre, forgive me. Right? Mm. We talked about maturity. Kindly forgive me. Let, let us now be positive about that. There are many things. Another one, maybe you did something that you are not supposed to do. Maybe, for instance, the finary, uh, family finance. And we agreed because of our budget, we may not be able to give beyond this or support this. And I'm not saying that support is wrong. But if we find one spouse, he's doing it in hiding. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And when the other person realizes, it's like, what are what? you doing? 
Yes. How are we going to achieve? Mm. We were saving for this, to buy a fridge. We were saving for our children. Now you have given it. You know, as once somebody wants to excuse, you know it's my friend, you know it's my brother, you know it's my auntie. Mm. She came and did A, B, C, D. And maybe even you gave for them to meet the exact thing that you want to do. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. And bring, this mm. brings some conflict. Yes. So all those things that... Uh, Suffocate, they bring the conflict, they bring stagnation. You have to examine yourself and realize this is where we are going wrong. So all those wrongs must be put right. Mm. And in so doing, the Bible says that the fire will continue burning. burning. But number two, he also talked about arranging the wood. Things have to be planned. Things have to be talked about. There must be a kamokonji in every family. There must be a debate. Everybody must feel they are included in the discussion, mm. in whatever we are doing. Whether I'm contributing financially or otherwise, I am part and parcel of the whole plan, right? Mm. That one I can compare it with arranging. Arrange the wood. Don't just throw it. Arrange yourself. Organize yourself. Give each other's opportunity. Mm -hmm. Consider one another even uh, more highly than yourself. Mm -hmm. All those things, sometimes we take it for granted. They matter a lot. Wow. And especially to different people. Women, you know, are very sensitive. That you are caring about them, you considered them, you thought about them, you didn't just do it to surprise them. Mm -hmm. But many times you find we are doing things we want to surprise one another. Unfortunately, the bankers <laughs> will tell them, before mm. you surprise mm. your spouse, unfortunately, some dies. Yes. That's why you're having so much money and claimed assets. Because somebody wants to set surprise, <laughs> then death surprise them. <laughs> <laughs> and they leave the money. <laughs> and they leave the money and all the surprises. Yeah. Just include others. Mm. The Bible is saying, arrange the wood. Wow. So arrange your marriage, organize your marriage, involve one another, you know, dream together. Because you never know, you may never reach the dream. Mm. Again, going back to the Bible, in chapter number 11, the Bible says it's actually teller who was going to Canaan. It's not Abraham. The Bible says teller took his family. Mm. And that, it features Abraham and his wife and his other brothers. But when they reach a place called Haran, they settled there and, and Terah died in Haran without telling Abraham where they were going. <laughs> That's correct. I mean, it I took that. God yes. to tell Abraham, this was not your destination. Badumuko Safari. Yeah. Badumuko Safari, don't <laughs> yes. settle in Haran. Mm. And they had so settled in such a way, they had even gotten into the culture of Haran. God had to tell him, you have to leave the culture. You have to leave those ways of worshiping. You know, these are not your ways. And they now arise and go to a, to a, to a place where I'll show you. But not here. But not here. Haran, it was not your place. So we, we save ourselves from the danger mm. of settling at Haran. When, while you are supposed to be in Canaan. And let me tell you, 
every spouse was wired and ordained to take you to your destiny. You may find the things that you are denying your spouse is actually them that could have helped you hasten your step to reach that destiny. But when you deny to tell them, you keep it to yourself, you risk a danger even of dying in that harem without realizing your goals. Mm. So the scripture is talking about organize the world, organize your life, organize your marriage, organize your relationship, plan it well, mm. arrange it well, and the fire will keep burning. Are there things that you need, you know you need to do, and you're not doing them? Then do it, mm. right? Encourage one another. Make your spouse a friend. Take them out. Because when we, when we accuse people, and sorry to say this, even in our workplace, what do we accuse them of? We say, nowadays, they are working together. Mm. Are you getting oh, it? Oh, yes. You guys they are correct. working together. Mm. Dr. Jana. In the morning, when they were waiting, that's exactly what God is talking about marriage. That mm. people accuse, they are always together. They are always eating together. They are always consulting one another. You see, you see him out, he's talking to his wife. Mm. We want to kill our cat there. God wants us to be backbited about being involved with Ariel. Our lives with our, relations, mm. with, with our spouses. Mm. If we keep it that way, we'll keep it, it will keep it burning. So it's about uh, putting our hands on it and making it work. Ah, Reverend Ken. It will work. <laughs> That's really, really powerful. <laughs> Thank you. Allow me to ask you three questions. I think which came in must be in the area of exclusivity. Okay. I'll ask that you can answer them together, Reverend. All right. Number one was, in terms of exclusivity, what happens <coughs> when children either delay to come mm -hmm. or come soon after? Because the grandfather says or the father says, I want children, mm -hmm. and they delay to come. That's it. Or you want to enjoy your life, mm -hmm. and children come. Yes. So that exclusivity is affected. Yes. Or alternatively, if that's in the, in the other question, let me just quickly say that, see whether I can remember that. Mm -hmm. Yes, they asked, what about friendship? Mm -hmm. You had bosom friends that yes. you had before. Yes. And now they are part of this relationship. This and your woman is saying, no, uh, Reverend Ken, I want to be with you. Mm. And you're saying, no, no, my, I need to be with my boys. Yes. As, and you're saying exclusivity. Yes. Help us manage friendship, manage children coming in early or children coming in late. Yes. And then how to navigate that. When you are choosing your marriage partner, yeah. you are choosing a person who can replace your friends. Ooh, say that again, Reverend. Yes is somebody who can replace your friends. Mm. Because we are saying, leaving all others, I grieve Thank you. to you. Mm. I hang on you. I am enjoyed with you. And the Bible uses the example of the father and the mother because those are the ones which are hard to leave. Yes. Right? And the command is that leave. It's not about your feeling. It's mm. a commandment to be obeyed. So if the friends and your relatives, you are told to leave them so that you can fit in. Because wherever they have fitted in is the same slots that are needed. Slot of time, slot of value, slot, you know, whatever it is, whether it's consulting and all that. Now the same thing, it has to be disengaged there mm -hmm. so that now it fits on the other side. 
you are saying my mobile phone is almost going out. Can you allow me kindly to yes. plug in the car? Can you remove yours so that I put, put mine? mine? That's what your <laughs> wife is asking. Yes. Can you remove this friend so that I can charge? So, so there's nothing to think about it. Friends have to be left. And those who come in, they must be friends of both of you. There are people who add value to both of you, but not one of you, right? And, 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 and of course, there are degrees, you know, when you're talking about friends and all that, we have to measure that relationship. Maybe the, the, the right word is we must put a boundary, mm. that this boundary, these people, whether they are relatives or whoever, they cannot pass there. When you talk about children, whether they are coming early or coming later in life, sometimes people may make that decision to delay children because of a certain engagement. Maybe somebody's working uh, far from home and all that, and you are saying, because of our, uh, our setting right now, it may not look very nice for us to have children this time. Can we delay them so that once we, we settle, we can have them? But also, medically or whatever other reason, you may find that they have delayed to come. And, and, and they shouldn't be like a punishment. That because the children have not come, we are not settled, we are not complete. And listening to those voices of the people you are told to leave. Because that's the reason why. Because if we are listening to people who we have brought in our lives and they are not part of this institution, they will mislead us. So we may need to put away those voices, the cultural voices that speak to us especially when we are having a problem of delayed children, so that we can remain together. Nobody entering in, even in our own issues. We may allow them if we need their advice, right? But it is when we are together, but should not allow this pressure. Sometimes children come before we have planned for them. <laughs> because that's what's supposed to happen, mm -hmm, yes. right? <laughs> that's correct. And again, also, they should not be a burden. We should not see them as a burden. We should see them like a ministry. It's, it's a season. It's a season that God has given us as stewards to raise some people. Going back to Malachi, it says that God is looking forward for uh, godly, godly offspring. Yes. Godly offspring. So mm -hmm. we are raising these children for God. But the mother of all is Psalm 127 which says that children are a gift from God. So it's not so much about our timing. We may talk of that delay, and when we want them, they are not there. Mm -hmm. So whether you have delayed or wherever, wherever you are, it's also good to recognize that children are a gift from God. And so when they come so early, let us not feel awkward again, because I have seen many uh, family people or couples feeling awkward, feeling like, uh, how are people saying? But when you look at your neighbors, you look at the people, the crowd surrounding you, they keep on saying, oh yeah, oh, will you marry them an age? You listen to them and you forget your purpose that actually this is a decision you made, that you are going to have these children at this time so that we can free ourselves. And it works. It works. It works. So we really need to <laughs> mm. sometimes forget about people's comment, 
people's view, whether they want to look at you with wrong faces or short faces. I <laughs> don't care food. about them. Just yes. move on and have your own life and enjoy. It's your marriage. It's your life. It's your family. It's not about other people. Wow. And if it is working for you, my sister, my brother, be comfortable with it and, and move on in life. So let's not get uh, stuck because of people's comment. They, the most dangerous thing is uh, that those unrealistic, those imaginary voices. People imagine that people are thinking this way and nobody is bothered. <laughs> people thinking. have so many things to deal with. They don't <laughs> have time to think about you. Yours. <laughs> you know, just move on with your life. Mm. And know, oh, this is my life. I've committed it to the Lord mm. and the Lord is helping me. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much, Reverend Kenneth Young, for making Thank such you. amazing time and giving us practical steps on how we can make our marriage, especially our young brothers true, and true, the young true. Adams who are just coming up and managing expectations and begin to understand. Mm -hmm. I thought this thing was like this. Kumba is like this. That's it. So like, I please allow me to request you to pray for men that God will give them the strength, mm. number one, as you said, to find the right mechanic, uh, uh, Reverend, That's that true. they can take to help them manage their marriage mm -hmm. and be able to have a steady and strong marriage to go forward. And then, like what the second part I wish to request you to pray for is some of the Adams and Eves who are struggling with many voices mm -hmm. of people are coming into the areas of their marriage mm -hmm. and avoiding what you what it was teaching us about exclusivity, mm -hmm. sacredness, and permanence. Mm -hmm. Could you kindly lead us in prayer? Amen. Our Father and our God, we want to thank you for your word this uh, wonderful evening. And uh, Lord, every individual and every marriage, it is important before you. Yet, Lord, we know that uh, we face challenges in this life, O King of Glory, because of our fallen nature. None of us is perfect. None of the relationship is uh, excellent in a way. Lord, we have challenges here and there. But I'm praying for us, particularly for men, O King of Glory, to be real and accept that uh, the life, can also be challenging. And when they find challenge in their relationship, that they will be willing, our Father and our God, to ask for help. They are surrounded by many good people who are desiring to see them uh, prosper in their relationship. And I pray that, Lord, you will break our pride and arrogance, O Jehovah God, so that we can be willing to share our problem and find help thereof, O King of Glory. We also pray that, Lord, that you guide them even to the right people. We have many who are prepared, who are qualified counselors, O Jehovah God. And it's my prayer that, Lord, will also consider the place of counseling, the, the place of coaching, the place even of uh, uh, guidance, even pastoral guidance, so that we don't struggle out there alone when help is even available. We also want to pray for our young people, especially who are not founded. People, uh, young people who are listening to every voice and uh, they are messing their lives, oh Lord. We pray that you quiet those voices for them in the name of Jesus and help them to concentrate and to focus in this uh, a, a godly institution of marriage that you have called them into and to give them the faith that... Uh, Lord, you are with them. You will walk with them and you will cause them to win in Jesus' name. Mm. Your word has reminded us that unless you build a house, those who build it labor in vain. I pray that you will cause us both old and young, O King of glory, even to surrender 
our marriage lives before you so that you can guide and even lead us even to prosperity. So we declare every married uh, that is represented in this hearing that, Lord, you bless them and uh, prosper them in the name of Jesus. We pray even for those who are desiring to get married, but somehow things are hindering them, that you open a way for them and cause them to prosper. Bless us this evening. For this we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Reverend Yongo, for helping us go through very Kar interesting conversation. Karibu. Adam and Eve, in case you missed, we've had an amazing conversation. Last week we talked about what did I do after your marriage, and now we've talked about after I do. Very interesting conversation. We just pray that you will be able to get out of it. In case you missed it, just go to our podcast or go down to our YouTube pages and just download and just listen in and you'll find extremely, extremely useful material. Mm. So I want to wish you now a beautiful time because it's time now to leave the cave. And I want to wish you a really great time as you begin to navigate your season of after you're married. And as you begin to look at that area, may the Lord help you. And always come back to this station where we can look and live, and we can listen and live. I've been your host, Kissing Jackie Protich, and been having a great conversation with Reverend Thiongo, our senior pastor at Sitam Athiriva. Mm. Looking forward to seeing you again next week for another great conversation as we stay in Adam. You can now enjoy a repeat of this program. Visit our podcast on www.hopemediakenya.org. Hope FM, listen and live.